the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Praise the Lord, and a very pleasant good evening to you, or a happy Lord's Day, if you're staying up late or just getting up early. However it is, I just pray the Lord's blessing upon each and every one of you. So glad you could listen. So glad you could tune in. You're listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and we'll be here for the next hour. We'll be taking your calls and praying for your prayer requests, talking about the Bible, and whatever's on your mind tonight. But before we do anything, let's just open the program in prayer. Let's just seek the Lord because he is who we are searching for tonight. You know, if you're listening to this program to listen to me, turn turn off the radio because it's not going to get you anywhere. You didn't turn this radio on. You didn't put the show on to listen to Sam Nicholas. You turned this program on to meet with the Lord, to meet with God, to ask for prayer, to seek him in prayer, to hear his word. So let's come before the Lord tonight. Let's seek him tonight for who he is and all that he has in store for you. So, Father, we just come before you right now, Lord. Lord, lifting up your name in praise, lifting up your name, Father, for who you are, for all that you're doing. We thank you, Lord, for this hour. We thank you, Lord, for this time that we have, that we can come before you in prayer, that we can open your word and seek you in your word. Lord, I just pray for each and every listener tonight. Father, that they would have, that there would be a special blessing for each listener tonight as they meet with you, as we meet with you, as we come before your holy throne to seek you, to seek what you would do tonight for us, how we can bless you and how you would bless us and every listener tonight, Lord. I just thank you and I praise you, Lord. Thank you for this hour. And I pray, Lord, that there would be blessings tonight. Father, that there would be healings tonight. Father, that there would be salvation tonight for those who are lost. Lord, I just pray that you would do all that you desire to do and that the name of Jesus would be lifted up and praised and glorified. We pray all of this according to his holy name. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. Oh, man, it's good to be behind the microphone here. It's good to be with you. And I pray the Lord's blessing upon each and every one of you tonight. So if you'd like to call in tonight, yes, 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 this is a live show. This is a live program. We're here in studio, ready to take your call. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, we want to pray for you tonight. We want to pray with you tonight. I have a a list of prayers that we're going to get to in just a second. There's so many prayers that we need to get to. There's so much need. 
but we have a God who's able to do abundantly and exceedingly beyond our needs. The Bible tells us in Psalms 46 that God is our refuge. God is our strength. He is a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. When you know God is your strength, when you know God is your refuge, what is a refuge? A refuge is somewhere where you can be safe. A refuge is somewhere where you can find shelter from from the elements, shelter from, from, from your enemies. We find refuge when we find the Lord. Will you find him tonight? Well, the only way you can find him is if you seek him. Because he says in Jeremiah 29, 12, that when you seek me with all your heart, you will find me. I will be found by you, declares the Lord. So I, I encourage you, don't wait. Don't hesitate. Call in tonight for prayer. If you need prayer or if you know somebody who needs prayer, let's pray for those prayer requests. Let's stand in the gap. The number is 888 That's 888-995-5552 for the live on-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if someone's in a hospital, if someone's sick, if you know somebody's suffering, if you know somebody's in pain, let's stand in the gap together for those who the Lord puts on our heart, for those who we care about. And you should, you should care. So care enough to call in tonight and pray. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552. How about what's on your mind tonight? You know, what are you thinking about? You know, on the way here, uh, my son JT and I were talking about uh, a third world war. Will there be a third world war? And I said, yeah, there will be. And it's called Armageddon. You know, the day when Jesus returns, there'll be a war. And during that war, Jesus will return for the second time. He will put his feet on this earth and he will stop the, the, the devil in his tracks. And he will destroy Israel's enemies, and he will be here to set up his 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 kingdom for a thousand years. So yeah, there will be, but it'll be a war that will end with the with the glory of God, with the kingdom of God being established on this earth for a thousand years. So what's on your mind tonight? What question might you pose tonight? What question can we search God's word to 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 get an answer to to what you're thinking about, to what's on your mind, to what's on your heart? What about something you heard this week or this month, or a, a sermon or a, a teaching? So, what's on your mind? Let's talk about God's word. Let's talk about God's will. Let's talk about biblical topics. Whatever's on your mind tonight, the number is eight 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 nine nine five five five. So if you have a question, something you want to ask about Christianity, the Bible, uh, the cults, the occult, world religion, whatever's on your mind tonight, call in and we'll, we'll, we'll get to your questions. We'll get to your prayer requests. We'll get to your topics. Praise reports. If, you've, if the Lord is, has, has touched you, if the Lord has healed you, if the Lord has done something in your life that you just want to give him glory and praise for and you want to share it with us, we'd love to hear from you. So for all of these things, your prayer requests, Bible questions, topics, praise reports, the number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for 
for the live on-air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, if you want to ask a question about the Bible, about Christianity, I encourage you to call in tonight for all of this. Your prayer requests, your Bible questions, the number is 888-995-5552. Well, we have some prayer requests already, and we want to pray for a gentleman in Houston, Texas. His name is Joey Mitchell. Uh, he's going to be doing open-heart surgery on Tuesday, so we want to pray for Joey Mitchell. Also, we want to pray for our brother Roberto. Uh, uh, many of you know Pastor Alex. Uh, that's Roberto's son. Uh, Roberto's uh, sister passed away this uh, last day or so, so we want to pray for peace and for comfort upon Roberto and his family. We also want to pray for Larry and Fletcher up in Portland, Oregon, for God's healing and peace upon them. Uh, we also want to pray for Jeremiah and his mom, for uh, the house and for their finances, uh, for the Lord to do a work in their life. We also want to pray for Fernando and Tony, and of course Lonnie and Nancy. Nancy needs a healing. And then we want to pray for Mimi, for Seth, for Valerie, and for Kylie, and for all of their needs. So Father, we come before you, Mabodad. And we know, Lord, that you are God who hears us. Yes, Lord, your word tells us, Father, that you are our refuge. You are our strength. You are a very present help. You're here now, listening, hearing our prayers, Father. You're a present help in times of trouble, and we need not to fear. So, Father, in faith and in trust, we come before you, Lord, and we ask, Lord, your blessing upon all of these prayer requests, upon Joey for the heart surgery, Lord, for Roberto, Lord, that you would comfort them, that you would watch over them, and that you would lead them and guide them, Father, for the things that they need to do in these coming days, Lord. And we pray for Larry and Fletcher, we pray for, for Jeremiah and his mom, and for Fernando and Tony and Lonnie and Nancy and Mimi and her family, we put all of these prayer requests before you, and we ask, Lord, that you would bless that you would that you would just fill every need, for you know every need, you know every desire. And I pray, Lord, in Jesus' precious name, have your way. Amen. Amen. And if you'd like to if you'd like prayer, if you need prayer, or if you know somebody who needs prayer, I encourage you to call in tonight. The number is eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's eight eight eight. Nine nine five fifty five fifty two for the live on air calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody needs prayer, if there's something going on that you need to pray about, I encourage you. Don't wait. Call in tonight and let's pray. Let's seek the Lord together. Let's just give Him. Let's give Him the the problem. Let's just you know. I've heard I heard a sermon that we need to roll it over unto the Lord. That He wants to take your problems. He wants to help you with your problems. And the Lord says in in His Word that. Come and take my yoke. You know, he wants to share in what's going on in your life. He wants to be the center of your life. He wants to take care of what's going on. He wants you to come to him in prayer, in faith, and in trust. So call in tonight. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for the live on your calls. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, or if you have a Bible question, Whatever's on your mind tonight, whatever topic is uh, is concerning you and, you and you'd like to talk about, then we're here to take your calls at 
888-528-5552. Well, a couple of, uh, of announcements, of course. We want to remind you that uh, this is a listener-sponsored radio program. Uh, it's your donations. It's, uh, it's what you send in to help us stay on the air that keeps us on the air. So as you pray this week, if the Lord would, uh, would move you towards helping us stay on the air here at KKLA, We'd love to hear from you. You can write to us uh, and uh, make your check or money order out to the Gypsy Christian Hour. Uh, you make your check or money order out to the Gypsy Christian Hour, GCH Ministries, and you can send it into P.O. Box 93917. That's P.O. Box 93917, Pasadena, California, and the zip code is 91109. Now, if you didn't get the address, that's fine. Get a pencil and paper ready, and we'll give it to you again before we go off the air. Another thing you can do is you can send it directly here to KKLA, and they'll uh, they'll forward it to us. Uh, we have a a new mail slot here at the at the uh, radio station where I can receive mail now. So if you'd like to send it directly here to the station, uh, you can get the address off the internet, or you can just send it to uh, KKLA at seven hundred one North Brand Boulevard. That's a lot of information, but however you want to do it, however. Uh, whatever is easiest for you, sending it to the P.O. Box in Pasadena or sending it directly here to the station, that's up to you. But just pray about it. Ask the Lord if he would have you help us stay on the air here at KKLA. Whatever you send in goes directly to keeping us here at the radio station. So anything you send in will help, big or small. We just, uh, we're just asking for your help. So pray about it. See how the Lord would lead you uh, to help us stay here at KKLA. Uh, we've been here for, uh, what, 31 years now, staying on the air, and we hope to be here as long as the Lord will keep us here. So uh, pray about that. Also, uh, we, want, we want to encourage you to download the KKLA app. There's an app for your smartphone. There's an app for uh, your iPads, your, 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 your uh, electronic devices. Uh, if you've got Google Play or you've got iTunes, whatever your uh, Google Store is or iPlay, go to there. And it's a free app. Download KKLA uh, Radio, and you can listen to all the programs here on KKLA. And what I want you to do is listen to us on podcast. We have 122 programs, 122 shows that we've done that are archived uh, on our pa- podcast page. So go to kkla.com. Or go to KKLA in your in your app, and just look for the podcast page, and you can listen to previous programs uh, that we've done here. Uh, you can catch up on things that uh, programs that you've missed, or you can uh, share this program with somebody else who might want to listen to the program. So go ahead and download that uh, KKLA app, and uh, you know start listening to the programs here at KKLA. There's stuff going on all day long, and even uh, another thing that's going on is KKLA is having a uh, pastors appreciation breakfast, and these are for this is for pastors and ministers. So when you visit the KKLA website on the KKLA app, you'll be able to register for that. So uh, get going, download the KKLA app, and start listening to the things that are going on here at KKLA. Well, we're gonna stop here for uh, a music break. Uh, we haven't done this for a long time. And when we come back, we will go to some of our phone calls. But uh, if you want to call in tonight, if you need prayer, 
If you know somebody who needs prayer, call in. If you have a Bible question, call in. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995-5552 for all of your prayer requests. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, your Bible questions, testimonies, or praise reports, call in tonight. Get your call in early. It's 888-995-5552 for the live on the air calls. And we'll go to a music break as soon as uh, Daniel can get that loaded. (laughs) I'll give you the number again. Hey, call in tonight. We're here to take your prayer requests. We're here to pray with you. So if you're on hold or you're calling in, be patient. We're going to just praise the Lord a little bit with some music here. And then we'll go to our phone calls. And we'll get going in just a minute. But the number here is 888-995. Five 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 two. That's eight 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 nine nine five fifty five fifty two. Well, praise the Lord. There is no other name. There is no other name. Jesus said, "I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father but through me." There is no other name. The Bible tells us there's no other name given among men that we might be saved. But we are saved through believing and trusting in Jesus Christ. Do you believe? Do you trust in Jesus Christ? Well, if you do, and if you have a need, or if you know somebody who has a need, I encourage you to call in tonight. The number is 888-995-5552. If you have a need, if you know somebody who has a need, you want to pray for somebody, there's a situation you want to pray for, something's going on, whatever's going on in your life, God has a plan. The number is 888-995-5552. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, let's pray. If you have a question about the Bible, something that's been on your mind, call in tonight. Something that's been on your mind that you want to ask a question, you know, about the about the Bible, about Christianity, about the church, about the cults, the occult, whatever's going on, call in tonight. The number is 888-995-5552. That's 888-995. 5552 for the live on air calls for your prayer requests, topics, or questions. Let's go to our phone lines and we're going to talk to Maria. Hi, Maria. You're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. How can we help tonight? Uh, hello. Um, well, my husband and I are married to the courts and we've already made arrangements to get married. We've gone through some procedures with the priest. Mm-hmm. And now it's nothing big because I had that in the, through the civil courts. I just want to get married in the presence of God. We're both Catholic uh-huh. because I want to receive the Eucharist that I haven't received for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And my husband and I went through the procedures, as I said earlier, and he keeps postponing it for whatever reason. And um, I've already told him recently that he's prevented me from receiving the Eucharist when I go to church on Sunday, because mm-hmm. I cannot receive it unless we're married to the Catholic Church in the presence of God. Well, you know, there's nothing in the Bible that tells us that you can't receive communion uh, unless you're married. I don't know why would... Well, we're married, but not by the church. Mm-hmm. It's, it's just to the court. Oh, you're, you, you did a, a civil matrimony or a civil yes. union? But yes. uh, so the church doesn't recognize your marriage, is what you're saying. Not to receive the Eucharist, no. But then, what? But, but, the dual but here's where here's where here's where my ignorance comes in. 
why doesn't the church allow you to have communion or the Eucharist if you're not married through the church? I mean, why can't single? Why can't single? Why can't single people take the? Why can't single people take communion or the Eucharist? Because one of the sacraments is to be married in the presence of God, which is in church, and they already made they already excluded other things that we needed to give them that I can't find. My husband can't find. So they excluded that because they want to make it easier for us. Uh-huh. But what, so what, 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 I've, I've already spoken to several priests, and they mm-hmm. all say the same thing. Okay. Because we're not married in, in, through church. Through the church. Through church, I'm sorry. Okay. But what I'm wondering, uh, and again, it's just my ignorance, does the, does the church give the Eucharist, or do they, does the Catholic Church give communion to single people who just attend church? Oh, of course. Okay. Of course, and I know where you're getting at. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> because, <laughs> but because, here we have two unions. We have right. Two unions right. I together, think they're keeping you which d- is different from a single right, person. Right. Because you're living together, and, and you you are legally husband and wife, and yeah. I believe that the Lord recognizes your civil union as you know being married. Uh, but the right, you know, but but the but the the Catholic Church. Yeah, and that's one of my problems with the Catholic Church. You know, uh, they 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 take on uh, unbiblical or not. You know, they they take on extra biblical things that they shouldn't. And, and again, I don't believe I don't believe in the Eucharist. I believe in communion. I believe in taking the symbolic uh, uh, sacraments of the bread and the wine as symbolically representing the blood and the and the body of Jesus Christ. I do not believe. In uh, what transubstantiation? I don't. I do not believe that the 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 when, when the priest blesses this the the bread and the wine that it actually literally changes into the uh, literal blood and and body of Jesus Christ. I mean, that's to me that is beyond uh, the scripture. It goes beyond what what the Bible teaches. Now. Having said that, we're getting. I don't want to get off the subject. But why mm-hmm. does your husband keep postponing the 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 the, the, uh, the marriage in the church or by the church? Well, it's um, a financial situation. It's getting things done where he feels certain things should be done, so he could have peace of mind. Mm-hmm. That's 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 what he tells me. So it's just it's a. a and he's... I said, okay, we'll give. Uh, we'll wait. I said, but I already told him it's it's not anything big. It's just. Going with our our children, which is mm-hmm. our son and daughter, right. walking down the aisle. Uh, he wants to take pictures. Fine, I said, and I want to go to dinner. That's it, just with our children mm-hmm. and us too. I don't okay. want anything else. Well, and, I would I would get a dollar amount and set a budget, and uh, start putting money aside for that in a, in a in a separate fund or in a bank account. And you know, when you reach that 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 uh, that amount of well, money? Not very much at all, because right. they're, they're, they won't even charge us. They said, no, mm-hmm. we won't charge you. Right. You, you can't pay. Well, I don't know if there's... not even that much. Well, my, my fear would be that there's something else going on. I mean, he's he's already well, married. I mean, he's already married. You, you've been married in, 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 a, in a civil union. You're legally married. You're not living... Te- technically, you're not living in sin. Uh, no. You know, uh, in, and I just don't understand... What would be keeping him from actually marrying you in the church? Is there is there uh, does he have some objection he, to the he Catholic wants to Church? Get certain certain resi- uh, renovations in the house. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, 
And then I said, fine, but what does that have to do with us walking, yeah. you know, going to church yeah. and, and getting married? He said, I can receive the Eucharist, and he can. Right. You know, he, well, he has to understand that this is, this, is, this is really important to you in your faith, and uh, hopefully he'll, uh, he'll honor that and you know put the put the house on hold and 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 take care of the really important thing of of your that's relationship and let's let, but you know that's going to be again it's well, something that he has to decide and he has to be willing to do and right. that can only happen through the touch of god so i want to pray with you right now that the, that the lord would be in charge of the situation father we come before you and we thank you lord that you are a very present help in all of our uh frustrations in all of our, everything we're going through, Lord. And I just pray, Lord, for Maria and her husband. I just pray that you would be in charge of this situation, Father. Lord, that if it's just a financial problem, Lord, that's a good thing, Lord, because finances are are something that you provide and it's something that you're in charge of, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that you would provide all of the finances that they need, Lord, to do what they need to to get married in the church, and also, Father, to do their house and whatever else is needed in their family. But, Lord, if there's something else going on in this man's heart, Lord, I just pray, Father, that you would, that you would touch him, that you would give him peace, and that you would that you reconcile whatever's going on in his heart, whatever's going on in, in his soul, Lord. I just pray for this total situation, Lord. Father, that you would be the one who is the center of this marriage, that you would be at the center of this marriage, Father, and that all things would be done according to your purpose and your plan for Maria and her husband. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that 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 you would lead them in your wisdom and in your guidance, Lord, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Well, I God bless you, Maria. Thank you for your call, and I pray everything work out for you. Let me know how things Thank go. You. Okay. Okay, God bless you and your family. Thank, Thank you. you, God bless. Well, let's go back to our phone lines, and um, let's talk to Eddie. Hi, Eddie, you're on the Gypsy Christian Hour. Hi, Sam, how are you? Doing well, how are you doing? I'm okay. So uh, I had a question, I had a prayer request for a couple of friends of mine. Okay. Um, uh, one, one friend of mine, her name's Rachel Rodriguez. And her husband's name Robert. Uh, I went to a funeral today over in Eagle Rock, and uh, she has um, pneumonia. She's on um, dialysis mm-hmm. and uh, and um, a respirator. And he needs a set of lungs. So I want to pray for them. Oh, Father, we come before you, Lord. And you said, Lord, to pray for the sick. You said, Lord, to yes. to, to 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 bring the sick before you, Lord, to anoint them with oil. And I pray that the oil of the Holy Spirit would just uh-huh. be upon Rachel and Robert right now, Lord. We pray yeah. a special prayer upon their life. We pray blessing and healing into their life, Lord, that you would take care of this pneumonia and everything else that's going on, Lord. I just pray, Father, from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet that they would be totally yeah. and completely healed, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that they would feel the touch of God just as we, as we pray right now, Lord, that they would be overwhelmed by the touch of a holy and awesome God. Lord, you do abundantly, you do exceedingly, Lord, beyond what we ask. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you that we can pray for Rachel and Robert, that we can pray for the loved ones, Lord, the people that you put on our hearts to bring before you, Lord. Lord, and I pray that they would know that it's your touch, that it's your healing, Father, that you're the one who does it. I pray, Lord, that you would touch them in an amazing way, Lord. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, I, I have one quick one. Sure. What's your question, Nick? Um, yeah. Uh, my question is, I attended church. I'm not going to mention the name. And um, the, the pastor's a great guy. He, 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 he's a good pastor, and he feeds mm-hmm. the word to the people. But the thing is, is that the son is in the worship team, and he's living with his girlfriend. Now, is that condoning? He's living with his girlfriend, and they're not married. No, not married. Okay. Have you have you asked the pastor about this, or the have you talked to the eldership of the church, and have you voiced your concerns? Um, no, the, I'm sure the the eldership knows about it, but I have never approached the pastor. Yeah. Well, it's something that I would pray about. You know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's not something that you know. This isn't. This is a they're living in sin. I mean, there's no, there's no pulling any punches here. Uh, if they're living together and they're not married, uh, it's mm-hmm. not, it's, it's not a good witness. It's not a good testimony and it's a sinful situation. And I would, I would respectfully, mm-hmm. prayerfully go to the pastor and say, pastor, mm-hmm. um, I understand. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but is your son and this lady are they living together or are they are they married? What's the situation? What's their relationship? Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's just I'm concerned for the church. I'm concerned for for them, uh, wow. and, and I'm asking uh, just to clear this up for me and let me know what's what's going on, and see what right. he says. And mm-hmm. you know, if he shrugs it off and says, "Well, it's not a problem. They're living together," or he makes an excuse. You know, it, it'll tell you a lot. Or if he says, you know, uh, they're planning on getting married, you know, or if he says, you know, hey, I've told him about it, but there's nothing I can do. Well, then he yeah. shouldn't be letting them minister in church. You know, they shouldn't. It's just, mm-hmm. it's, it's something that maybe there's an explanation for it. Maybe there's not. And then you have to mm-hmm. evaluate the situation from there biblically and, uh, you know, prayerfully seek the Lord, seek the mm-hmm. Lord's wisdom. But again, yeah. you go to the pastor respectfully you go to him uh, humbly, uh, mm-hmm. not with you know self righteousness or or with an mm-hmm. attitude, and you're really seeking an answer to a question yeah. that, that that is troubling you. Right. Yeah, because I've been wanting to talk to him for it's been quite some time, but I really haven't. You know, I don't know if the Lord's yeah. going to allow me to do now, it. Now the church. Yeah. Now the church you go to is it is it governed by an eldership? Are there elders in the church? Just a couple, yeah. Yeah. Well, you might you might ask them before you go directly to the pastor, or you might go just directly to the pastor, however the Lord leads you. Mm-hmm. Okay, Eddie? Okay. All, All right, man. Thanks a lot. Thank you. God Bye. bless. And if you'd like to call in tonight, if you need prayer, if you know somebody needs prayer, if there's something on your mind, like Eddie had something on his mind tonight that he wanted to talk about, you can call in the numbers 888-995-995. 5552. That's 888-995-5552. You know, on our Friday night meetings, we have been studying the book of Genesis. And something we've just started, uh, we've only gone through the first and second chapter uh, of Genesis. And if you know the Bible at all, and you know Genesis, you know that in the first and second chapter, it talks about creation. I mean, Genesis means in the beginning. It means at the origin. I mean, this is where everything started. You know, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, that's the beginning. Everything we see, feel, know, everything, anything material, everything that we, everything that we are, started 
at the beginning of God's creation. God created the heavens and the earth. And in the first chapter of Genesis, it goes through a day-by-day explanation of what God did. Uh, the, 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 The first day, you know, he did this. The second day, he did that. And it goes on and on, and it says there was evening, and there was uh, there was evening, and there was morning, and it was the first day, and it was the second day. you know. And it gives us a list of things of what God did. And that's what we did through the first chapter of Genesis. Uh, we saw that in the first day, uh, he, God said, let there be light. And there was light, even before there was a sun, even before there were stars, even before there was... Anything anything in the skies, God created light. So there was light. God said it, and it was done. And by the sixth day, God had created all that he created, and then he created man. And we read, we pick it up in Genesis, the, the second chapter. And this is after the, uh, the sixth day. It says, Thus the heavens and the earth were completed, and all their hosts... And that means everything God created. Uh, By the seventh day, God completed his work, which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it because in it he rested from all which God had created and made so it says that the for the first six days god created like i said on the first day he created the heavens and the earth he said let there be light and there was evening and there was morning on the second day he went on and and, and and created and by the sixth day he was finished it says the heavens and the earth were completed and all their hosts by the seventh day god completed all his work and it says that he sanctified the seventh day, or separated the seventh day from the other six. And that's why uh, the, the number seven is, is, is such an important number in the Bible, because it signifies completion. It signifies perfection. God's creation was perfect. All that God had done was perfect. When you look at the universe, it is amazing on how perfect the, univer- the universe is is uh, works everything is perfectly placed in the universe there are things that even till today they are discovering in the universe i mean we've just scratched the surface uh, with all the technology that we have and all the 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 telescopes and the, the things that we're able to peer out into the universe and all of the measuring devices of of, of, of radiation and, and, and everything that we can tell, uh, the supposedly uh, all the things that are happening in the universe, we're just scratching the surface. But every time there's a new discovery, it's amazing on how perfect the universe works in harmony. You know, there was a, a thing about gravity and how the planets in the solar systems, how they should be, you know, because of gravity, how they should be pulling towards each other and bumping into each other and how the things should be more chaotic in the universe. But it's not chaotic because of something called dark matter. And they don't even know what dark matter is. They just believe that it's out there and it's working with gravity to keep 
everything in its orbit, everything from bumping into each other or colliding with each other. And it's amazing on, 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 on how perfect the universe is. Why? Because God created it perfect. Things are perfectly placed. And you, you know that, that this earth, the planet we live on, is perfectly placed in the universe so that it can sustain life? You know, just a, a few hundred miles closer to the sun, and the world would, this, this earth would be too hot to support life. Or a few hundred miles further away from the sun in its orbit, the world would be too cold to support life. But we are perfectly placed in our orbit around the sun to support life. And we're the only planet in the solar system that is so placed to support life, perfectly placed. So that's why God sanctified the seventh day and why the number seven is so important because it signifies perfection. But it's interesting that it says God rested on the seventh day. And here's my question. You know, what does it mean that God rested? You know, did God get tired from his work? Was he uh, just just totally exhausted from all of the creating? I mean, think about it. You work uh, you work for 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 the, the for an eight, in an eight hour day, and at the end of the eight hour day, man, you're tired. If you work a sixteen hour day, you're exhausted. Uh, I, I've heard and I've seen people that have worked two three days in a row, nonstop, and they're totally exhausted. Is God like that? Is God like a human being? Is God like man, that, that God should get tired after working for six days and creating the, the, the every, every known thing in the universe? You know, just think about it. When you look up into the night sky and, and you can see all the stars that are in the sky, God created all those stars, and he didn't just create the stars. He named each and every one of them. I mean that 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 could be a, a, a an immense that was an immense job and, and you know it only receives a footnote in uh, in the creation uh, in 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 the story of creation is that oh and also and also he created the stars you know if you look in Genesis the first chapter he also created the stars but later on it tells us he also named every one of them so that's my question was God tired and of course the answer is no. God was not tired, and that's why he rested on the seventh day. No, it simply means that he ceased working. Creation was done, and so God stopped. He finished. There's no weariness. There's no tiredness implied in the fact that God rested. It simply says that he ceased his work. He didn't have to work anymore because he had created everything that he wanted to create, including man. So on the seventh day, he ceased his work. On the seventh day, he stopped working. So it doesn't mean that he was tired. It doesn't mean that he had to take a rest. It doesn't mean he needed a break. It just means that everything was done. So God stopped. He rested. He finished the work on the sixth day. So the seventh day, he rested. And he's giving us... He's, giving, he's setting a principle. He's setting an example for us that we should work six days and take one day, one day for rest, 
one day you can't keep going 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Man is not built like that. Man can't do that. God can. God does. But, he, but, but, but man is not God. And he's giving us a principle. He's showing us. Don't overwork yourself. Don't keep going. Because it's man's uh, nature just to keep going and to accomplish and to do. and to No. He's saying work six days. Six days if you have to. And give God one day. Rest on that one day and remember who's your creator. Remember who created the universe. Remember who you worship. Amen. So it doesn't mean that God was tired. It only means he ceased from his work. He created, he finished, it was done. So we go to the fourth chapter, to the, to the fourth verse. It says, this is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created in the day that the Lord God made earth and heaven. The fourth verse signifies the end of creation, that everything was done, everything was finished, including the day of rest. But now something happens here. In the fifth verse, it looks like something else is going on, but it's not. In the fifth verse, well, let me explain it this way. Chapter 1 gives us a general overview of creation. <clears throat> it tells us the the things that happened. The first day, the second day, and going on to the sixth day and the seventh, uh, God rested. God, you know, God tells us, he gives us a general account. But now in the second chapter, chapter 2, is now going to go into specifics of a certain topic. He's not giving us an entire re-overview or recreation. Of, no, he's just telling us he's going to give us specific details into something that he wants to emphasize. There's an emphasis, an emphasis here in chapter 2, and we're going to get to that right now. It says, So now no shrub of the field was yet in the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprouted. For the Lord God had not sent rain upon the earth. It had not rained on the earth yet at all. There was no rain. But a mist used to rise from the earth and water the whole surface of the ground. So there was no the, no rain yet. The 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 whole the entire world was on a like in a greenhouse effect. You know there was there was a, a, an ocean of water in the in the skies in the heavens, and there was an ocean of water on the earth, but there was no rain. And that's how the, the how that's how plants grew because they were created on the third day. So there were plants on the earth, but none of them had sprouted yet because some of them needed to be cultivated. God wanted someone to take care of the plants. God wanted a man. God wanted humanity to cultivate and to take care of this earth. Even though God created man on the sixth day, he's now giving us a detail of the way God made man. So he's saying there's no man on the earth. There was no man on the earth, but now God is going to tell us how God created man. So God is giving us a, a general overview in the first chapter, and now he's giving us specific details in the sixth chapter of the creation of man and of woman. So it says, Then the Lord God formed man from the dust 
of the ground and breathed life into his nostrils, the breath of life. Let me read that again. Then the Lord God formed man from dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living being. Now, isn't this, think about it. Everything else, it says that God said, and it was done. God said, let there be light. God said, let there be an expanse. God said, let the sun appear. Let them, let there be a sun. Let there be a moon. Let there be stars. He, he, he spoke all of this into existence. But yet man, he formed himself. He formed him out of the dust of the ground. There's an intimacy implied here. There's a specificness implied here. God formed man. Let's, for, for, for lack of a better term, he formed man with his own hands. God formed man. He took the dust of the ground and he formed man. And then he says, he breathed, he breathed life. He breathed the breath of life into man and he became a living being. So God formed man himself out of the ground. And like I said, it, this implies intimacy. God was intimate with man. He did it himself. But then God breathed life into man. You know, it doesn't say that he breathed life into any, into any other part of his creation, not the animals, not the fish, not the birds. He created them. But like I said, there's an intimacy, an intimacy here that God has with man. He formed him, and now he breathed life into man. And this implies something. This implies that man is, how can I say this, three parts. He's body, soul, and spirit. And why do I say that? Because it's obvious that man has a body. Man has a body. It's physical. It's the flesh. It's our, our, our skin, our bones, our, 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 our organs. That's our body. God formed our body out of the, 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 the dust of the ground. But then it says that he breathed life. He breathed life. It specifically says he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living being. And I believe that that's the spirit of God living in us. Or the breath of life that God breathed into man. But also... There's part of man that has a consciousness. There's a soul. So I believe that, there's, that man is what's called a trichotomy. We are three parts. Body, our soul, which gives us our, is, is, is our inner man, the, the part of us that will live forever, that's eternal, that can never die. That's our soul, that, uh, the part of us that will either one day go to heaven or go to hell. That's our consciousness. Uh, our, 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 our ego, or our, you know, it's who we are. But then there's the breath of life that I believe binds the body and the soul together. The breath of life, God's breath of life. And I believe that when that's taken away at our death, that's what separates the soul from the body. Now, that's not, I can't give you Bible verses, that's just my opinion. But I think it's based on, on, on Scripture. 
That's just my opinion. You can agree or disagree, but that's that's where I'm at with that. I, I believe that we are uh, a, 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 a trichotomy. Man has a body, he has a soul, and he has a spirit. So, spend a lot of time on that. But anyway, we want to go on, and I just want to say how much how how much intimacy there is here between man and God here. God created man to cultivate his creation. God created man. God planted it. It says that then the Lord God planted a garden toward the east of Eden. I'm sorry, toward the east in Eden. And there he placed a man whom he had formed. Out of the ground, the Lord God caused to grow every tree that is pleasing to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So God plants a garden. And it's uh, in the east. Uh, he calls it Eden, and every every plant that, that that yields food is in that garden. And there are many trees in the garden, but there are two specific trees that God mentions: the the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and the tree of life. The tree of life uh, uh, represents eternal life, and we see that in Genesis three twenty two in the next chapter. That is the tree of life. Uh, eat from that tree and you will live forever. And it's, it's interesting because Adam and Eve was created to live forever. They, they, they weren't created to die. <clears throat> we see that, we're going to see that in, in the second chapter here, that God did not create Adam and Eve to die. So my question would be, why would he put a, a tree of life in, uh, that, that represents eternal life in the, in the garden? But that's something that we'll talk about later. But what he also does, he, he plants the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and that represents eternal death and separation. Because God says that in the day that you eat of that tree, you will die. So one tree represents eternal life, and one represents eternal death and separation. And you know you can, you can ask why did God why did God place that tree there why why did God put that there well it's it's so that Adam and Eve would have a choice because God created them with free will and God wanted them to choose to be obedient see we choose whether to be obedient or disobedient to God we choose and without that without the potential for evil. There can be no righteousness, no no holiness, no goodness, no obedience. You see, if God create, didn't give the potential for disobedience, obedience would be worthless. We'd be puppets. We'd be cupid dolls, you know, without any type of, of free will. We'd be like robots. But God didn't create man like that. Remember the intimacy I talked about? God can't have, you can't have intimacy Unless there's free will, you can't have intimacy unless there's a a, a, a free a freedom to to love and to obey. So God wanted that intimacy with man, and he he intended for that intimacy with man to continue. But it's an interesting thing here that in the tenth verse it says, "Now a river flowed out of Eden to water the garden, and from there it divided." and became four rivers. The name of the first is Paishan. It flows around the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. The gold of that land is good. And and the bdellium, which is a precious stone, and the onyx stone are there. 
Then the name of the second river is Gihon. It flows around the whole land of Cush. The name of the third river is the Tigris. It flows east of Assyria, and some. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. And the name of the third river is the Tigris, and it flows east of Assyria. Uh, the fourth river is the Euphrates. And it's interesting because I was looking on a map uh, of this area of the world, and those two rivers still exist. Two of the rivers we know today as the Euphrates and the Tigris. So it's interesting that we know, or it's, we think, that Eden was somewhere in modern-day Iraq. And it, it makes sense because pretty much we know that most, of, most people think that civilization began in this part of the world. And it's interesting, but it's not that important. The, most thing, the biggest thing to know is how it's true. Eden wasn't a fairy tale. Adam and Eve are not figures in a book. They are real people that lived. And there was an intimacy that God desired to have with them and continues to desire to have with you. So I hope that you'll take this and realize the intimacy that God desires to have with you. He's a real God. And, he want, and, he, and His love is real. And His desire for you is real. And I hope you'll return. You'll be the one to be intimate with Him also. That you'll receive and accept and love and obey Him. Well, I've let it gone too long and there's the, the music in the background is telling me that our time is up for tonight. Hope you enjoyed the program. Don't forget, we'll be back here next Saturday night, hopefully. Uh, don't forget to be in church Sunday morning, 10 a.m. at the Hills Church. We'll be there with Pastor Walter Hoffman. And wherever you go to church, whether in the morning or in the afternoon, be in the Lord's house. Be ready to be obedient, grateful, thankful, and worshipful in Jesus' name. Gentonchi will be well we'll be here next week. Gentonchi make us in the rest of God bless you and good night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.